You're listening to Eraticus, Episode 5, Extremely Stupid and Dangerous as Hell. Yeah, just uh, disoriented. It's funny how much our inner ears need gravity in order for them to work, but you get used to it after a while. Uh Uh-huh. Just get us inside. Will do. And don't worry. Once we're inside the ship, your brain will have some good, solid up-down orientation to latch onto. Okay, grab that hold there and follow me. The external door is about two meters to our right. And whatever you do, always keep at least one hand on the ship's hull. I know. Never hurts to hear a reminder. Floating around out here may seem like a fun pastime, but trust me, it's super easy to get all turned around and discombobulated, and before you know it, you've drifted too close to the pylon and zap, you get fried. I know. Cool. Okay, here's the door. Give me a sec. How are you going to open? Oh. Voila. Told you it'd be easy. Um, before we start scheming, should we really be talking about this here? Where else would we talk? What about that broom closet we used yesterday? What? Why? Because maybe we shouldn't let our computer friend overhear this conversation. They're not really a com- Okay, at this point, it doesn't matter. They've seen all the intel I've gathered, so I'm pretty sure they already know why we're here and what we're going to try to do. Them knowing how we're planning on doing it won't make any difference. It's not like there's much they can do to stop us. You said your code keeps the brain of this ship from accessing their... body? Is that the right metaphor? Yes. Sweet. So you're saying that your paralytic code is going to hold them this time? It's not a par- Never mind. I've quadruple checked it. They're locked out of the system that could pilot the ship or initiate communication with Helios ones. They can't move the ship and they can't call for help. Whoa. What? No, nothing. Just got rocked by a huge surge of deja vu. Didn't this ship's brain manage to talk to that fuzz boat chasing us not too long ago, or was that a really weird fever dream? Fuzz boat? <sighs> that police cutter. Oh. Yeah, I still don't know how that happened, but they obviously damaged themselves by doing that. I think it's safe to say that anything more complex, like initiating a comms hail, would cause a lot more damage. So... Accepting a hail is like falling down a flight of stairs, and actually opening a new comms channel would be like falling off a skyscraper? There's probably a better analogy for it, but yeah. You'd think they would throw themselves down a flight of stairs, but draw the line at hurling themselves off a tall building. I... I don't know, and and can you please stop using that metaphor? Hmm, I'd prefer not to. I'm really digging the imagery. What I know is they damaged themselves in order to execute a minor violation of my code. Would they perform a more complicated violation and risk sustaining even more damage? I I don't think so. That's kind of a big assumption. Look, do you want to talk about this in the broom closet? Not really. (sighs) Okay, so what are we doing and how are we doing it? We need to find and destroy the ship that you wouldn't let me blow up on Electrona Delta. You say that like it was a bad thing. I was able to figure out where the ship is heading, but that was the easy part. 
The hard part is figuring out how to board a Helios mechanical transport ship in space and doing it undetected. Oh, is that all? Because it sounds like you just described my usual weekend to-do list. You did that really easily. Like I told you, these fancy Helios mechanical transport ships have a pretty big blind spot if you know where to look. Their proximity sensors are designed to detect other ships. They're not really good at identifying single human spacewalking right on up to them. Because something like that is extremely stupid and dangerous as hell. That's a weird way to say invigorating and a good wholesome source of entertainment. Okay, where to now? We need to find the engine room. That's probably ah, gonna be this way. Oh, and shut the door behind you. We don't want to let a draft in. A draft? We're in space, and this is a mechanical transport ship. There's literally no difference between the internal and external environments. I know, but still, I find it really disconcerting to move around a ship when I know the door is open. There. The door is closed. Can we get moving, please? Sure. Engine room? Yeah. Right this way. Ah, here. Okay. So... This is the part where I scupper the engine so this ship is dead in the water? Yeah, and I'll corrupt the programming for the nuclear fuel cell influx. That's the fancy way of saying that you're gonna make this ship explode, right? Right. Oh boy, this is so much fun it should be illegal. Yeah. So... That's your plan for boarding the transport ship? Yep. What's wrong with it? It's... It's suicidally stupid. Nah, I've done it tons of times. Just gotta make sure you have a good jetpack and a temporary lack of any self-preservation instinct. You've boarded a mechanical transport ship by spacewalk before. Well, I had a jetpack too. Oh, and an EVA suit. Which, now that I think about it, that probably went without saying. You're missing my point. Is your point that you're nervous about this plan because of a preconceived notion of how dangerous it is? It's not just a preconceived notion. Objectively, it's a terrifying and really risky thing to even think about doing. Which is why we won't think too hard about it. I'm sure we'll be fine. And anyway, I'm not hearing any other ideas. <sighs> fine. Spacewalk it is. Spacewalk with jetpacks. Wait. If you've boarded mechanical transport ships in space before, then... Why did you try to board this one back on Electrona Delta without making sure to bring an EVA suit? I know mechanical transport ships aren't safe for people to travel in, but when they're docked, they look just like the human-friendly ships. What? Bioships look nothing like mechanical transport ships. Says the nerd. Just... fine. So you know how to approach and board the ship? Yep, but I'll be honest, it's gonna be a rodeo if we try and board it while it's moving. Especially if it's your first time wrangling a ship during a spacewalk. Especially, especially with jetpacks. I can't promise that we'll catch it on our first try. That shouldn't be a problem. The ship will likely be relatively stationary in the Kuiper Net stasis field by the time we get to it. On purpose? Yeah. That's the first part of their plan. Okay. Won't we get stuck in the stasis field too? No. We'll moor our ship just outside the stasis field and then approach by spacewalk. Stasis field shouldn't affect tech as simple or small as a propulsion pack. What about two jetpacks? It won't affect any number of propulsion packs. The stasis field only affects complicated things like spaceships. Got it. 
But what about the next line of defense? Anything that makes it through the stasis field gets vaporized to atoms, and I'm positive that that field doesn't care how simple or small you are. Believe me, I know all about the electrostatic field, but that shouldn't be a problem. We won't be getting that close. Wait, wait, wait. Back up. I know Helios goons are dumb as space waste, but this plan makes even less sense than I'd expect from rock brains like them. You're telling me that they're intentionally sending a mechanical transport ship into the Kuipernet stasis field on purpose? What for? Guy, what do you know that I don't? Ha! Done. Okay, this ship is now officially dead in the water. Give me one more minute and... Okay, I'm done too. We have 30 minutes to destroy my tech and get back to our ship before this one explodes. Doesn't that seem like overkill? What? We're already going to make the ship blow up. Why do we need to destroy your thing, too? Because I need to see it destroyed with my own eyes. You know, that's a sentiment I can get behind. Okay, where would they put your tech? I think I saw the interface alcove during the spacewalk over. Come on, it should be... Aha! It should be in here. What is it with you and broom closets? This isn't a broom closet. This room was specifically designed to facilitate assimilation between my tech and the Kuipernet pylon. I don't know. Looks like a broom closet to me. An empty broom closet. No. It's gotta be here somewhere. How big is this thing we're looking for? Uh, it's about the size of a standard bioship camshaft pulley. Okay. I'm guessing that's really, really tiny? No, it's really not. So, there's nowhere here it would be hidden, then. This room is empty, Key. Whatever you built, I don't think it's here. You're saying, what, that the Helios' grand plan is to intentionally maroon their ship with your fancy tech in the Kuipernet stasis field? That's the first part of their plan, yeah. And it won't be marooned. It'll be moving very, very slowly through it. What do you know about the Kuipernet? No, no. I'm not doing this. Why don't you tell me what you think you know about it? What I think I know about it? <laughs> you think you know more about the Kuipernet than me? Maybe. Prove me wrong. I spent years studying it. Oh god, how boring. The Kuipernet is one of, if not the, most advanced pieces of defensive tech ever made. It surrounds the entire heliosphere and protects us from outside threats. Because of how important it is, the Kuipernet schematics and programming are beyond classified. Fewer than a dozen people know anything about how it was developed or how it operates, and Helios has put a lot of effort into keeping it that way. My job with the HIA was to find a way to hijack it, or, failing that, dismantle it. Me and my team were a sort of counter-threat division whose objective was to find any weakness in the Kuiper net before those weaknesses could be discovered and exploited by outside hostile parties. Let me guess. You were told that those hostile parties are folks in the Orc Cloud and that they're actively trying to destroy the Kuiper Net so that they can invade the Heliosphere and overthrow all trace of law and order and violently destroy our morally upright and civilized way of life. That's what I was told. Wait, what do you know about this? Uh-uh, keep going. This is fascinating. Fine. So, my team and I worked from scratch to find all of the exploitable loopholes in the net. And we did. 
we were able to write an algorithm that would outwit the program used to trap ships in the stasis field, and develop a strategy to keep a ship from being disintegrated by the electrostatic field once it got through that. Actually, those two parts weren't too hard. <laughs> yeah, sounds like a piece of cake. The hard part was designing a device armed with an algorithm that could integrate with a single pylon that would cause the entire Kuiper net matrix to collapse. We knew that the pylons were networked with each other, but that there were also safeguards that would keep a virus in one pylon from spreading to the others. However, after a lot of research and, well, less legal research, I was able to write a program that, theoretically, could dismantle the entire thing. Wait, let me get this straight. You found a way to get through the stasis field, not get zapped by the electrostatic field, and completely take down the Kuipernet matrix? Yeah, but it was all purely theoretical. We weren't allowed to actually test our theory, of course. Oh, that's a relief. All you did was share this theoretical discovery with Helios Intelligence scumbags. Do you have any idea what this means? I thought that we had identified an exploitable weakness to our defenses, and that Helios could use this discovery to develop a safeguard that would keep someone else from making the same discovery and using that information against us. I had no idea that... Wait, do you know what this means? You've given the Helios military free access to the Oort. So, you're positive that the super high-tech thing you made can't be anywhere else on this ship? It wouldn't make sense for it to be anywhere else. This is the only room it would work in. Uh, maybe we're on the wrong ship? I make that mistake all the time. What? This is the only ship here! That doesn't usually stop me. Don't be ridiculous. Of course this is the right- Oh, goddammit. What? Maybe this is the wrong ship. Oh, so it's not dumb when you say it. Got it. Good to know. No, I mean, this was the right ship initially, but... They probably moved my tech to a different ship after they discovered the bombs I placed on this one. I should have realized the HIA would have had a contingency plan if they suspected their op was compromised. So, your tech isn't here? No. Then where is it? I... I don't know. It could be on any of the other pylons by now. But there are hundreds of them. Yeah. We need to get back to the ship. Which ship? Our ship. You sure we'll get back on the right one? Oh my god, will you please be serious for once? I am. And seriously, you're gonna have to be the one to lead us back because I'd probably get us back to the wrong one. It's the only other ship here. Uh, yeah. Not anymore. What? Look out that window. Oh. My god. Yep. That looks like a Helios fleet coming in fast. Hell, maybe even two fleets. This... This was a trap. And I walked right into it. Hey, stop giving yourself all the credit. I helped. God damn it. Okay. We have a problem. Hell. We have a pretty big problem, but in my experience, a big problem can usually be solved by a bunch of small solutions. We just need to break it down. So, what's our first step? Uh, we... We need to get back to our ship, but our ship is surrounded. Not yet. The majority of the fleet is still far enough away that we might be able to help maneuver them. But we'll worry about that after we've accomplished our first solution. Like I said, a big problem is best solved by one simple solution at a time. That seems... unrealistic. Hasn't failed me yet. Let's get back to the door we came in from. I still think you're oversimplifying this. 
How are we going to make it from here to our ship without being seen? It doesn't matter if we're seen. We have the element of surprise on our side. I don't think a single Helios goon out there would expect us to get from ship A to ship B with jetpacks. If they don't expect it, they won't be looking for it. After all, haven't you heard? Spacewalking from one ship to another is extremely stupid and dangerous as hell. I guess it would be hard for their sensors to pick up something as tiny as two humans anyway. See? There you go. But once we do get back to our ship, how are we going to run away? I need to recalibrate the identification code and you can't fly. And I don't think the sentient being will help us escape this time. You're doing it again. What? You're breaking my rule. One problem at a time. <sighs> Fine. Okay, here's the door. Nice and closed like we left it. Okay, let's get this open, find our ship, and get the hell out of here. This ship is still primed to explode, right? Yeah. Wonderful. Ugh. Okay, let's get out of this pre-explosion ship and back to home sweet homicidal ship. Uh... Gee, I don't mean to rush you, but we're standing in a ship that's a literal time bomb. Our ship is... uh... See? It's not so easy telling ships apart, is it? No, that's not it. Okay, then lead the way. I can't. Because? Because our ship is gone. This is a super well-stocked ship. I'm surprised that there are EVA suits and jetpacks on board. I wonder why a stupid computer being with no hands would need these. This ship was designed to be a bio-ship. The better question is, who are they planning on transporting and why would they need all of this equipment? Hmm. Nah, I like my question better. Whoa, hang on a moment, that's not how that goes. Uh, never mind. Just let me do it. Jetpacks are kind of tricky to put on. I can't believe you talked me into this. Really? I don't think it's too hard to believe. You're a smart guy who realized that there were no other options and soon you'll be a smart guy who also knows how fun jetpacking in space is. Trust me, future you is gonna love present you. Okay, you're good to go. Don't forget to secure your helmet. I'm sure you wouldn't want to discover what would happen to your unprotected pre-corpses in the vacuum of space. <laughs> really? That joke is so old it saw the Big Bang firsthand. Ah, but you don't know the punchline. I do. Things explode. Implode. Not a word. <laughs> really? That little trick you pulled with the police cutter must have fried your humor circuit. Oh, trust me, that circuit is completely intact. I just find it uproariously hilarious that one of the smartest people in the heliosphere doesn't know what happens to carbon-based life in a vacuum. Sigi told you implode isn't a thing. What? Should I ever get my fondest desire granted and see you both ejected from my ship, your unprotected bodies would neither implode nor explode when subjected to the vacuum of space. It's simple physics. But you would asphyxiate. I'm pretty sure that's not a word either. Oh, uh, I guess that makes sense. I'd say you're an embarrassment to the Helios education system, but I've seen how low their standards are. I'm not a physicist, remember? That's hardly a decent excuse. Now, farewell on your spacewalk. I so look forward to watching the two of you flounder around out there. Whatever. Hey, Key, can we do that thing where we take away their talking privileges? Honestly, probably not. It didn't work the first time. Now come on, let's get going before that ship makes it through the stasis field.
Our ship is gone. What? It's... It's not out there anymore. I know what gone means. The computer took back control? I thought they couldn't do that. They can't. And yet... Look, I'm sorry. I'm not an expert in digital sentient beings. But you told me that you were relatively certain that... Uh, nope. You know what? Never mind. We don't have time for this. We need a new series of simple solutions for our new problem. We're stuck on a crippled ship that has been rigged to explode in less than half an hour that, even if it weren't crippled, is stuck in a stasis field and is in spec for manned spaceflight. And let's not forget that there's an entire Helios naval fleet coming in fast. Okay, joke's on you. Nutshelling the problem like that is the first step in solving it. Now, I'm going to need you to start on the second step. Oh my god, why can't you take anything seriously? I'm trying, but you need to take the second step. Which is? Keep your panicking on the inside. I'm trying to concentrate. That's not helpful. I promise you, it is. <sighs> okay, what are our resources? What do we have at our disposal? Oh my god. On the inside, Guy. No, I, I think I have a solution. Come on. Oh, thank God. And I love that solution was singular. You're really catching on to the Fern Finch method of problem solving. Okay, we're here. I'm going to terminate the program that'll make the ship explode. I need you to fix the engine. Why? What's wrong with it? You disabled it. No, I disabled the magnet thingy that makes the engine part go. The engine itself is fine. What? Yeah, I can't really simplify it any more than that. Uh, okay, well, fix that then. This is the only ship available to us. We need to make it seaworthy. That was your plan? Use this ship to escape? Yes. Huh. Well, I guess it's not the worst plan ever. Good. Let me know when you're done. Uh, yeah, about that. What do you know about magnets and engines and how they work together to make a ship go? Why? Because the only thing I know about them is how to make sure they'll never, ever work again, and not to brag, but I'm really good at that. You can't fix it. You... you've got to be kidding me. Nope, again. So, I have a question, but you got to promise not to get all irritated and huffy when I ask it. What? You wouldn't happen to have a plan C, would you? Thank you for listening to Eraticus. This episode was written by Sarah Newton and featured the voices of Sarah Newton and Jacob Zarek, with visual effects supervision by Jacob Zarek. Please visit our website at Erraticus Pod for details regarding sound effect and music attributions. If you enjoyed this part of our story, please share with others and tune in next time for Erraticus Episode 6, Operation Sea Lion. <laughs>